This episode of Alien Theorist Theorizing is sponsored by Amazon Prime Videos, The Expanse, Season 4. Now streaming. Earth is a lucky place. Set in the medium range from a star so that carbon-based life can flourish, a large enough satellite, the moon, to deflect incoming meteors, and a stable magnetic field to ward off the worst of cosmic radiation. Despite all that, there have been several massive extinction events that we know of, which have nearly wiped out all life on our little blue space marble. What if the next Texas-sized chunk of rock sailing through our solar system has our name on it? Looking to science fiction, we find that the threat of total human extinction has been mitigated due to the fact that our society has taken the leap to settle out among the other planets and moons in our cosmic neighborhood. Cities on a red Mars turn green, hollowed out asteroids where we mine for ice, and Jovian moons turned to farming worlds. How far are we from turning science fiction scenarios into reality? What challenges face our civilization as we take our first steps towards becoming an interplanetary empire? What technology will we use to reach out and place our legacy among the stars? Join the theorists as they power up their EDM drive and try to find the best place for an interplanetary rave in... Solar System Expansion. Welcome to Alien Theorizing Case File 126, Solar System Expansion. I'm Zell. I'm Braden. I'm Dan. And I feel dirty. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> you, it came to me, I was like, oh, am I, I thought we changed it up for tonight. I went, I went with my original, uh. Muscle memory on the live stream switches. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh. Uh, solar system expansion. Ooh. How we are going to spread our dirty little civilization across the solar system. Why would we leave? Where are we going to go? How are we going to get there? How are we going to survive? Is it even fucking possible? <laughs> That's what we're gonna, that's what we're talking about tonight. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Braden, you still in a, you in Vancouver still? Yeah, I'm in Vancouver for another week. As you can see, by this isn't a lovely backdrop uh, or green screen. This is uh, a nice hotel backdrop of the Executive Plaza. You didn't five do star? Uh, like three and a half, maybe. Three and a half? No, it's a I, it's a nice wallpaper. Like it's it. nice. I think it's good. It's been fine. You can barely see the semen stains. <laughs> no, you can't. Don't. No glowing lights. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's, it's. How long have you been there? You've been there what, like a week? Uh, Anything. An entire week, yeah. That's yeah, probably all yours, anyways. Who cares? Wrong. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Um, 
Why don't we get right into it? Why would we want to leave Earth? Why Ever? wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? <laughs> get the fuck off this rock. There's too many people. Too many people that we don't like. Now, I remember I remember reading a um a book by Robert Heinlein. Um I think it was like Time Enough for Love or something. Robert Heinlein, the same guy who wrote Starship Troopers. And in the book, it said a planet is getting too crowded when people need photo IDs. When you need identification to go anywhere, that's when a planet is too crowded. I always that's always stuck with me. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> that was that's been a while then. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, we're really we're getting crazy then because I've got, I have to have two pieces now, dude. I, they make you give two pieces to buy liquor now. I'm like I'm fucking thirty one. Two pieces? I was making fake IDs on ski passes when I was oh, seventeen. Because you're a vampire and you look so young, you're eternally youthful. So do vampires grow uh, colored facial hair? I got a little color on there. Well, uh, well, it depends. Where like, where did you have facial hair before you're bitten and got turned into a vampire? <laughs> I got facial hair young, so. Probably then. Probably. I don't know. If I ever get carded, I just point at my hairline. I'm like, how many fucking 19-year-olds you see with this hairline, man? Like, come on. 19-year-olds. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, not a lot no. choose to shave the head at 19. No, unless they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> but hairlines aside. How else? Uh, why else would we get off this fucking planet? Why else would we want to leave? Looking for better planets that uh, produce better hairlines. is uh, So that's one. Um, I always like to think that we, it, it's only a matter of time. Like we, we have to leave earth, earth to keep the species going because, you know, there's, it doesn't matter how long, if, if we climate, any of that stuff, just a matter uh, of time, overpopulation, scarcity of resources. It's only a matter of time. Cause somewhere out there in the void of space, there's a giant fucking rock with our name on it. Hurling. And it's coming. We don't know where it is yet, but one day, like, sure enough, it's going to smack into Earth. And if we're still here and we're not anywhere else, we're done. So I think, like, getting colonies up on other planets is, you know, it's the next step for us. I mean, we're already planning it with missions to Mars and colonies on Mars with uh, uh, SpaceX. Yeah. It was pretty much, I think, what was it? It was Carl Sagan. Who said like to in, in order for humanity to survive, we'll have to eventually leave the planet, whether it be from asteroid impact, like super volcano, some nuclear war, even like causing a nuclear winter, like rendering most of the planet like unable to grow food, causing like massive starvation. Like in the expanse, they left in the expanse they left because of overpopulation and climate, right? That's why they start going. I think that was the original thing. Overpopulation, rapid shift in climate led to pretty much that we've fucked this planet up. And I mean, which sounds about accurate. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like we're fucking well on course for that. That's that's always been kind of a I guess an impetus for uh solar system settlement. Like we've always been worried about ever since humanity has kind of evolved past the point where we use more resources than we actually, you know, give back. Uh, like for a while we've been just kind of just burning through everything that we can get our hands on. And once it gets to a point where those resources are dwindling and we're not able to, you know, sustain a, a healthy population growth. Yeah. We'll have to move off the planet 
at some point. Well, yeah. it, it like it only makes sense considering us as a people. Like we've, it's only been what twenty thousand years since we've actually like settled in the same spot and not been nomadic. You know what I mean? Like we, that's how we've, that's how our race has survived. And now with our technology, it kind of just makes sense that it's going to be, you know what I mean? Like a interplanetary, you know what I mean? Uh, movement now, as opposed to you know what I mean? Moving. If yeah, it feels like, like every person, especially if you listen to the show, like you look up into the stars and you're like, God damn, I want, I would love to go up there. Like you just, you just have yeah. that innate, like just that, like that, everyone has that thought of like, if we could only get, you know, I'm out. pretty, I'm pretty fucking content. Well, except for I mean, Andrew. Andrew yeah, represents a small population who has no interest in camp, camping, space watching, nah. danger, nah. Bigfoot, anything. I mean, none of that. <laughs> I'm good. Well, it's not like it's not like getting out into space is going to be easy. Yeah, it's like not getting to another planet or building a a space uh, like a space station colony would be is is an enormous undertaking, and I don't think. At this moment, it's still like science fiction. It's still kind of something that you can't. I I don't think a lot a lot of people can can really fathom. Sure, you can like come up with ideas and things like this, but the actual like concepts and everything that goes into building those things um, is really hard for people to wrap their minds around. Well, it, right. for me, honestly, like I, I, it's not even the fucking going to space. You know what I mean? It's getting there. It's being somewhere. Like, I have a hard time being in a plane and going to fucking Mexico. I'm going crazy. I can't handle that shit. Being in a fucking spaceship for eight months just to get to fucking Mars? Like, not a chance, man. I go crazy. Not for Andrew. He he can't even hang out in his hostile-sized room in Vancouver. No, God, no. I'm fucking crawling out the windows. I can't handle that shit. All right. So, besides, like, we got nuclear winter, some type of... Like interstellar collision. Ooh, what about what about disease? Like you know, I don't know. Oh, coronavirus. Oh, coronavirus. Oh, Very popular topic right now. Right. It's taken over the planet. If you would read some of the headlines, All right. the kung flu. I'm only gonna bring this up just because we quickly talked about the this, and I'm Mr. Conspiracy messaged me out of the blue. And hold on, let me pull up his text here. And he goes, "This is great." He goes, "New case file for you." Yes. Dot, dot, dot. Sorry, wait. And he goes, I believe the whole coronavirus was made up. It's a tactical way to get everyone back to their own country for the start of World War III. <laughs> I had not heard that one. <laughs> That's because he probably came up with I that. I messaged him and I said, what? And then he's like, what do you think? And I'm like, but why is everyone going back to their own country? He's like, because of the coronavirus. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what does that have to do with World War Three? And he goes, "Well, because everyone's gonna be back in their, everyone's gonna be back in their home country." I was like, "So if, as soon as everyone's back in their home country, the bell just rings, ding 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 ding." Let's roll. Then everyone launches nukes, and it doesn't matter where you are. And then I, and then he's New Zealand. You gotta know New Zealand. Oh, I think New Zealand and like Newfoundland, Canada, are like two places they think would be, like. Minimally affected. Best chance of survival. Yeah, minimally affected by nuclear fallout. Definitely rather be in the rings. Here I come. New Zealand's better. Way better. I I grilled him. I was like, so, like, which countries are going to be involved? And he goes, I don't know, man. Everyone's focused on this fake virus. What what better time? And I'm like, for what? (laughs) What are we talking about here? What better time? That's a new shirt. It's just going to say World War III. 
what better time? <laughs> oh, well, we'll, pay t- we'll keep we'll keep our ears to the coronavirus story, and if it c- continues to progress in wild theories like this, we'll have to uh, take well go, one of the cases some avenues. One of the cases in in Canada came in into Toronto ended up just being a fucking ca- a hangover. Can you believe that? <laughs> and they diagnosed it coronavirus. No, they fucking tested her because she came in because she thought she had the coronavirus, and she just had a hangover. <laughs> Well, you still have a lot of alcohol in your system. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> All right, so in the solar expansion, where's our first stop? Where do you guys think, like, obviously... Well, there's the obvious ones. There's, if you're going to leave Earth to colonize, there's the, obviously the closest would be the moon. However, it doesn't really seem to have any readily available resources or any, like, magnetosphere. It's, like, direct line of radiation. It doesn't seem like a... A good pla- right. It'd be a good place to have like a like they're planning on have like like a launch pad off the moon for other expansion. But it doesn't seem a place like doesn't seem like a place humans will want to live in mass. That makes a lot of sense to have some sort of moon base for launching because it takes so much resources to launch rockets and stuff from Earth because of our gravity. So launching stuff from space or the moon where there's you know much less gravity would be ideal because it would take so much less energy and resources to uh, get these things off the ground and going. Right. And, um, you know, some people are already mentioning the lack of gravity and things like that, but in some ways the lack of gravity is actually an advantage because if you're going to do heavy construction or if you're going to test certain, you know, uh, manufactured materials or machines or things like that, that have to function in those kinds of, uh, in those kinds of environments, like moon's a perfect place to do it. So yeah. it's it's definitely a good starting point, and I know uh, at least NASA's already said they kind of want to. They got their eyes on building the Gateway, which would be kind of like a, a permanent space station settlement around the moon that would uh, function as their kind of like you know the starting off point to to slingshot people over to Mars. Because I think also the moon would be a good way, yeah, to use inertial. Like you'd be able to use that inertial slingshot, slingshot. yeah, and and then shoot them off into wherever they want to go. Yeah, the gateway is like th- proposed to be like halfway the halfway point between Earth and the Moon, and it's going to stay there in like geocentric orbit. Is that what you call it? Where it never moves. It's always between the Earth and the Moon, following it around. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be the first mm-hmm. step. Second step, yeah, like base on the Moon, set up some type of like three D printing factory, or because they say what what are the, what's that rare? They say it's like helium three could be a viable. It's like some isotope of helium that only found on the moon because we don't it doesn't have a magnetosphere, so it doesn't get rejected back into space. I remember reading something like that. So like some type of say you set up set up a base on the moon and that's your launch pad to get to the rest of rest of the solar system. That doesn't make that makes sense. Yeah. Um I think one of the other ideas was to build like domed settlements. It would be a lot easier to build that on the moon. Like it has huge craters, so you just basically just build a roof over the over the craters and then you can construct inside uh that dome that makes uh, itself that yeah like the crater acts as the natural foundation and you just drop a drop a lid on it yeah huh. well and like you know you could i guess in the southern hemisphere too they're like they think there's there might be ice in some of the craters yeah uh and then if you think about those like north and south poles you could have solar factories that are like basically never without sun. So if we get really efficient working that, you have energy production like 24 seven, uh, like crazy with crazy output. And if you have ice, you can melt it and make water. Right. So it's like, there is some viable uses 
uh, viable stuff on on the moon that we could use. Yeah, just I don't think not for like mass population, like to grow food no. and stuff. But yeah, as like, like a, a forward uh, operating base. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So a- when after the moon, what's next? Fucking Mars, baby. The red planet. The popular choice. The number one choice, it seems right now. Now it's uh it's the bell of the ball right now. <laughs> if you've seen the Martian, you can grow shit on there. You just got poop poop in the soil and <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little more than that, but yeah. <laughs> Dude, Mars would be crazy too because I have so many questions about colonizing Mars. Because one, it's like I have this instantly in my head. I have this vision of like, well, it's it's funny. I like I think Total Recall. Like my vision of Mars is 1980s Total Recall. 100. Like <laughs> the best. The everywhere, best all these windows, and I'm like, and then I never realized when I started looking into Mars for the like last case file and this one. I was like, man, you know why everyone, why there was mutants? It's because they had windows, and that radiation was just <laughs> blasting in, man, just radiating everyone. Yeah, like uh, Mars. Ha- yeah, Mars has no intrinsic, you know, global uh, magnetosphere. There's nothing to really bl- like. Earth has its own magnetosphere, which basically keeps out all the radiation. But any other planet in the solar system, pretty much. Like Mars de- almost has one that's non-existent. Yeah. Like it's it's thin little atmosphere that it does have provides some protection, but not a lot. I mean, you would probably like. I think you'd have maybe more uh, cancer than mutations, but yeah. Yeah, I mean Mars. Uh, you'd have to obviously be wearing a shielded, insulated suit at all times if you're outdoors, and your buildings would have to be heavily shielded against the radiation of the sun. Yeah, I think well, the big and- the big concept is for them to to build. Uh, like shelters within shelters. Like uh, I think I know we talked about it in the last cast file, but at least like you could have robots or something like that, that would 3d print kind of structures made out of the Martian regolith or whatever. That's what the Martian rock is called. Uh, And then you would build your shelters inside those. So that, that, that material would block out a lot of the radiation, but you'd still, yeah, you'd still be just tons of it just pouring in all the time. Well, and then it's like, how sustainable is that? Because let's say you're being continuously pelted with radiation. How are you going to reproduce? Right? Like I mean, it, you're still in there. Yeah, but <laughs> radiation still fuck. Like radiation itself is just going to absolutely render you fucking infertile. Yeah, but I I probably definitely agree. But Led do they underwear. do they know do they know the like long term effects on people in space? Because if you took it, if you look at astronauts on the ISS, if you believe it's up there. <laughs> <laughs> they are still in the protection of the magnetosphere, so they're not really getting that full pelted radiation. So when they test them after they come down, they're like, they probably do get a, more exposure than on the ground, but you're not really testing like direct, uninsulated, like cosmic radiation. It's just gonna have a bunch of Hulk babies. <laughs> Everyone just gets ripped. I mean, Everybody maybe you gets could, Fantastic Four powers. Maybe that's like, part of it. Before we go, is just freezing a shit ton of sperm. But then it's like, how does you know what I mean? How does that work as far as gestation goes, right? Like, how is it? I don't, I don't really know. There yeah. hasn't been long-term studies with fucking radiation and pregnancy, but I'm sure it can't be fucking good. Or pregnancy, like, even forget the radiation. Say we solve that. Even pregnancy in, like, low gravity. Right. I mean, it would probably right. be a little bit more difficult. To that or but... embryotic development, anything like that. Secondly, like the first generation of humans that are there, like the initials, are going to be f- the stuff of legend, man. Legend. <laughs> you mean th- legendary? Over your head, 
you can literally be feet. the first Martian. You could, or you know, maybe the You'd be the first John first Carter human Martian. There's already shit. Martians there. Martian Hercules, buddy. You Fuck know what? Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe I will go to Mars. Maybe I will sign up. Oh, that look at that! Fucking yeah. rad. That's an e- that's the easiest conversion we've ever had on Andrew. I'd be I'd be in this fucking shit for eight months, just pumping iron, getting fucking jacked. Just got to promise promise Andrew he's gonna become a super saiyan, and he's in. The the problem <laughs> is the second you get there, You're you fucked. start losing it all because your much like there's just not enough gravity. You'd have to train in Vegeta style in a hyperbolic. No, team. man, buddy. All you gotta do is be like Piccolo and weighted, wear your weighted clothes. Good. No problem. <laughs> No no weighted clothes. We're in yeah. thousands I don't of know pounds. That's, do you think that would work? If yeah, you wait, works for fucking like Piccolo. Every time Piccolo takes off his weighted clothes, his power level goes up. Yeah, but badass. is Piccolo living in a spaceship for eight months with no gravity? Fucking Goku did that, and he trained in his fucking anti gravity device and got jacked as hell. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's how he mastered Kaioken, isn't it? Oh no, that was on. Anyways, that, well, I mean that, a, that planet did have heavy gravity where he messed there's with actually a, yeah. there's actually a great scene in season one like thinking about this of like the low gravity in we're talking about season one, one Dragon Ball Z no of the expanse oh, where I haven't, uh, I haven't seen that the, I don't know. little show. spoiler but I love they they torture someone using gravity he's just so weak from like being on a planet with light gravity they just have him strung up by hooks and they're just letting gravity do its thing he's like oh he can't lift himself like <laughs> off the hooks. Dude, that it's is a, like so that's a, painful. That's a devastating torture, actually. Devastating, man. Fucking and it's devastating just gravity, torture. nothing. Just your own body weight at like different gravity. You're just like, oh, getting murdered by these little hooks, like ha- holding your shoulders up. I like I love that. I feel like that'd be the perfect way to torture you. <laughs> oh my god, dude. You, you could put them on you the could rack. do that to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> you do that to me right now, man. Oh, in a pool of water, I'd be screaming. <laughs> All right. So as far as Mars goes, is there? There must be like rare minerals or something that you maybe could mine. And we sh- don't know yet, right? Well, That's we don't really they, know. Isn't there? I thought they found some organic materials on Mars. Well, they found traces of methane, like secretion, and they think cow might, farts. Yeah, they got fucking Mars cows under the sand. No, but I think it might be from some type of biological, like, like some type of bloom of some type of microorganism or something that's causing the methane release, but they don't really know. Or it could be volcanism, well, un, unseen volcanism. And I'm going to botch this for sure, but I know they did a test with one of the rovers where they scooped soil sample from the surface and they just sealed the container and then they waited because if there's like microbe life, like life will happen in the tube and they can measure like stuff will eat other stuff. And like Ryan said, exude methane and just stuff will have life will find a way. And uh, nothing happened in the tube. It's it's a very simple, very simple experiment, but nothing, nothing changed in the tube. So they, they're saying like, because of that chances of life on surface soil low, but that doesn't mean we don't find, we go there and don't find like oil deposits. If you find oh. oil deposit, that oh, means there fuck. was life. We're going to space right now. Dude, if you What's find if you find oil, we'll be there instantly. Humans will Buddy, fucking be all over if, that. If they there'll be WMDs on Mars in no time, and they'll be going. They'll know. Space Force is going to Mars instantly if they You're find right. fossil fuel. Uh, but 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 that's the thing. It's like, would we need fo- if we developed a type of propulsion system that got us there? It's not going to use fossil fuels. Right. So it's like at that point, we'd be like, why would if you even found oil out there, you'd be like, why would I need it? 
because then it would cost it would cost it would be more expensive to ship that stuff from Mars to Earth. Yeah, well, it would be to to actually unless you know, they use it there and there. they find some type of way you know a new propulsion system that's fucking a little bit more efficient takes a lot less time. What I was saying, if we found fossil fuels on Mars, and if we want to have a like a civilization or a col- like a colony on Mars, and you could mine for the fossil fuels there, now you have a like a an energy source, right? They, I'm just I'm just saying, if they found them there, you could do everything we did on Earth, but you just fuck up Mars next. <laughs> but hey, you would increase the CO two, warming the planet, slowly terraforming Mars into a habitable place because we burnt all the fossil fuels now ter- yeah, after a hundred thousand years maybe <laughs> so now terraforming is just basically making it more earth-like yeah it's more, more suitable to us suitable yeah. to our to life as we would experience it okay but i think what terraforming dan ask dan dan knows how long to terraform a planet you think probably a thousand years at least a thousand Oh, like ridiculous amount of time because you'd have like, to- at our current tech at our current technological level it would take us lifetimes like generations to to actually terraform that planet to somewhere where you could survive without a spacesuit right like there there's really difficult to say how how long it would take at this time like i would say at least like definitely more than 100 years <laughs> now 100 years would be amazing <laughs> yeah and like 100 years is like optimistic <laughs> I would think it if we found some way, like Elon Musk. Elon Musk had this idea of like it. setting off nukes, nuke it, like setting off nukes on Mars, nuke Mars, let the methane from like you know nuke the the polar ice caps of Mars, let out all the because most of that is CO two, uh, most of it is like liquid or frozen CO two. So like you let that CO two shoot up into the atmosphere, you know, into its gaseous form, and then it would kind of help you know the buildup of a, an atmosphere. Uh, over Mars and then be able to warm it a little bit and and perhaps make it a little bit more habitable, but it wouldn't be by much. Right. And, and not and not just that, like Mars has like they have sandstorms on Mars that last almost that are pretty much planet wide and last for months. Jesus. Sounds great. Sounds and super so livable and you'd fantastic. have to do with that somehow. <laughs> you, you you literally have like dust mountains that move. And it's just like, so you could be buried under, you know, a Mount Everest of dust, like in a month. And <laughs> that's the, uh, the other issue too, is like, like you said, right now, I mean, there's, if we're getting a colony there and starting, we need resources, we need resources and, you know, water isn't an abundant thing on Mars. So you're going to have to find a way to deal with that. Well, and then the other thing too is like you need water. How the fuck are you going to bring it there? Like how how efficient? How are you going to officially bring water? No, you got to mine it's it. It's so heavy. You got to mine the water there. Right? You like, have to mine it there. You have to mine it there, or you have to bring it from somewhere else. Well, but how are you going to like? That's you're going to have to have like shuttles dedicated of just bringing water, wouldn't yeah. you? Like that's yeah, it'd be yeah. a good business. It'd be a, it's just like in the in the if you <laughs> space shuttle like, sponsored by Aquafina. Yeah. Well, in the in the expanse, which is probably one of the best examples of like kind of how space colonization Fuck, the show's might play so out. good. Um, it's a good show. Yeah, I've read all I've read all the books. I, lo- I love the books bef- uh, before the show came out. But like, I love the books and the concepts in the books. But one of theirs is like their big thing is like they ship in water 
Like you have you have water haulers and you have people that that pretty much like businesses, you know, shipping shipping businesses that that's all they do. They go out into the asteroid belt and then they bring back frozen, uh, you know, asteroids that are made ma- mainly of water and things like that. And they ship it back to Mars. Right. You know, uh, Ceres is one of the places that they use as like there's a large station there because Ceres is the largest pretty much celestial body in in the asteroid belt. It's technically a dwarf planet. So there's a, and scientists have observed like there's a lot of frozen water there. So basically you mine it from Ceres and then you would ship it to Mars. Right. And it it's not like that's not like the first time to do it. There's there's other stories where I know at least one other one where they ship it from like Saturn. Like you go out into Saturn, but that was kind of the idea is like you'd find frozen water out in the solar system and you ship it to wherever you need it to be. Well, yeah. So Ceres is that would be, I guess, the next spot in the solar system. If, if you're going out to that might support human life. But we're, we're skipping over one thing here. If you've got all these shipping lanes and you're you're flying going everywhere with these resources, you're bringing back pirates. Then this is this space pirates, <laughs> Jesus. space ice pirates, city. ice pirates, ice pirates uh, making a comeback. From, what is it? Ice pirates. <laughs> it's a movie. Ice pirates. It, I, there definitely is a movie like that. I'm sure. It's ice. Yeah, it's Ice Pirates, 1984, best year ever. Right, because it would make out. sense. Like in the void of space, like if you can intercept. You know what I mean, or or take a cruise hull halfway. It's it's like the the vast because it takes so long to get everywhere. Like there's no way anything can come and help or like come arrest you. You're like, oh, I'm gonna take some of this ice and I'm gonna now fuck off, and I'm hundred thousand miles away from any trouble, any law enforcement. Hundred million miles away, probably. Yeah. Well, then you need space wa- police. Like, come on. Space cops. Water is going to be so, such a precious commodity in this times of us colonizing other planets where it's not abundant. Yeah, but you know what? You want to know what how you prevent stuff like that? You get yourself a fucking loose cannon, (laughs) a loose cannon by the name of Lance Kincaid. (laughs) Problem fucking solved, buddy. Lance Lance Kincaid Kincaid. is Holden in the show. Is Holden? I was like, God damn it, Holden. That's true. If you're gonna son of a bitch, Holden. (laughs) Lance Kincaid. I don't know. Is Lance Kincaid more Holden or is he more Amos? Uh, I think Holden. He's a little it's, bit uh, of all of them. All right. I don't know who any Lance of these Kincaid, guys are. I but. guess he's detective. Lance Kincaid's probably like, that's tough. That's Lance tough. Kincaid could be a little bit of everybody. I think we all have a little Lance Kincaid. I was just going to say that. <laughs> well, did you, did you guys know that Lance Kincaid's fucking Ron Pond's third cousin? Jesus, I did not I, know this. Yeah. Runs no, in the family. Yeah. Runs in the family. Older, younger? Uh, younger. Old, older. 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 He, he doesn't older. age. He doesn't age. Because he was in the 80s. He's, he's also right? a time traveler. Well, if he's so part of the know. Ron Pond family, distant cousin, third cousin, they all don't age. The whole family is true. Lance Kincaid has been cryogenically frozen a couple of times, so his age is not settled. Well, man, well, him, let's not Simon even, Phoenix, let's not even they've all been frozen together, man. I've seen it. I don't want to even get into the... Um, how many times he's been cloned oh, for good Jesus. and evil. <laughs> well, if you go with the multiverse theory, it's limitless. <laughs> yeah, Lance Kincaid with the goatee. That's mm. I'm going to say evil that's Lance the only Kincaid. thing the Expanse is missing. Quance and I hope they Lincaid. really take a they take a note here and they they introduce a Lance Kincaid into the show. 
Superhero? Can't canceling Cade. Yeah. Is the evil one. Yeah. <laughs> Chance Kincaid. No, no. Okay, <laughs> let's go. But, let's get back on track. <laughs> let's get back on track. Lance Kincaid. More coming from Lance Kincaid. And the Space Crusades of Lance Kincaid. Soon. Just that's all we gotta say about that. Okay, so after Mars, we've got the asteroid belt. Ceres is the biggest asteroid or dwarf planet in the belt, but there's like millions and millions of asteroids. All ch- all chocked full of ice, precious metals, minerals, limitless resources, right? Fucking yeah. limitless. And if you're gonna go if you're gonna if we're gonna become say we're gonna live on Mars or we're gonna live on Ceres or another dwarf planet or a moon of some kind, and there's not enough water or air, like oxygen, like ice is all it's it's water, but it's also can be like through hydrolysis separated into oxygen. Like we can breathe this motherfucker this stuff. So if you're going to like start living in places where you need air tanks and stuff isn't perfectly sealed and you're slowly losing oxygen here and there, you always need to refill like your ox- oxygen supply. Ice and comets and asteroids like that, that is the future of space mining. Like, right? Like that, if without that, there's no way we could get out any farther. I don't think. No, uh, perfecting technology to kind of take advantage of all the stuff. Yeah, like you said, all the loose shit that's out there. Like there's plenty of stuff Limitless. for us to get. Uh, for us to take advantage of if we can do it. Like if you have the technology to mine asteroids and, and meteor, you know, meteors and things like that, it's, it's not, not too shabby. Like we have a pretty good chance to get out there. It's just, you know, the long, those long periods of time that you're going to be out in space. Like those are going to be painful. Yeah. You're going to be out there doing those things and, and working out in zero G and, uh, all those kinds of things is like that. That's all stuff that's like still kind of up in the air. We're not really quite sure how that would all affect us. Like, um, you know, people talk about like how, how astronauts like, well, yeah, I mean, we just talked about it, how they, their bodies change, you know, with the stretch out. And- yeah. They stretch like the, you know, their spinal column stretches out. Um, that stuff kind of pops out of the way. Oh, like God, how that they're feels so um, good. It feels <laughs> yeah. so good. You, you, now when you come back, yeah. yeah now when you come back, it'd be a compressed discs. Um, not to mention how people you'd like fucking grow, man. That'd be so. Okay. You know what? Space is on a better. <laughs> He's I'm sold on it. space. I'm thinking. Now, all you gotta tell me now is I'm going to grow hair there too. I'm fucking sold. The, the radiation, <laughs> the, the radiation will grow yeah. back your hair. No, it won't. Dude, it yeah. has series, the opposite effect. Actually. Series has 3% of earth's gravity. So if you you if you thought you were yoked on Mars, <laughs> buddy, Superman, done. Forget sign me forgot, up. Forget Greek gods, superhero. I fucking sign well, me up. For a, is series the, the one where you could almost fly if you were flapping your arms? I mean, yeah. If you pushed off of hard enough against something, yeah. But uh, you strap what, some wings I on. Mean, could you fly at three percent gravity? It would Probably. only. It would only Probably. be cool though if there's actually fucking people already there that are going to be like, "Holy shit, you guys are so rad!" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, no big deal." <laughs> yeah, I'm strong. Whatever. Actually, they would probably be pretty mad at you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> what are they going to fucking do about it? I'm the strongest <laughs> guy on the planet. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Cut off your air supply. I don't know. Like. Yeah. yeah, you could literally <laughs> a lot of things. You yeah. would be like the Hulk, man. You could pull them and how you'd be like, ah, yeah, amazing. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it works like that. Well, I could try it. Do you, everyone's if a, okay if it, if your tendons turn to organism, paper? Well, no, because if an organism lived on that three percent gravity, like your 
it would become accustomed to that, right? So it would be so fragile, like it wouldn't be able to exist on Earth. But you're assuming that they would always have 3% gravity and they wouldn't have used the technology to spin it. So they got centrifugal gravity working yep. for them. Exactly. Something like yeah. that. Uh, I'm assuming that we're going to be superheroes. <laughs> I like, I'm going to go with that. But I like that. The other thing is, is like, I wonder too, is like if, so, you know, jump a couple of generations, you start to get cities. We're, we're doing mining operations now. Is like the average size of the population going to grow? Like, you know, it, is it all going to be like, you know, Slendermans? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go well, anymore. You're, yeah, I think if you're born, <laughs> like in the expanse, if you're born, like the show, it's a great show. I've been watching it lately. It's, it's fucking awesome. But if uh, if you're born, they call them belters. If you're born on the belts, like on the asteroid belt, you are a tall, damn, thin, belters. frail, skeleton, like Trevor looking motherfucker from Trailer Park Boys. Like, <laughs> or <laughs> you kind of look like Zell a bit. Dude, I'm, I'm jacked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my musician body is ripped let me tell you something I stopped doing carpentry and I just got way stronger somehow every show Zell takes his shirt off got and as promised we're all Winnie the Pooh in it this episode just yeah, so everyone nobody, is aware nobody stand up or if we do well it, the show is rated 18 plus now so I guess you can show a quick second you don't want to see it uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, no you don't want to see if it we, if we show that it's the pod's over we'll get non-stop ridiculed and yeah. we'll have to force us off. We'll be canceled. And you have to use the Zoom. We'll can- we need some we'll, Ken Burns effect. We'll be getting a bunch of three and a half stars, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's my here's my here's this is where I go. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a little bit of a go really sci-fi. Okay. You know, we talk about there's some, there's theories that you know maybe the first civilizations came from Mars. Yep. Uh, to Earth. Um, if in that low gravity humans were to grow and be slender in that, but then come to Earth and be weak, could that be where like giants are from, like on Earth? No, oh, they'd be way worse. Yeah, if they be were way giants. worse. You'd be way weaker if you came down here. <laughs> well, that's why they came here, right? And the, their skeletons are around because they just they came. They set up, they died, they lived miserable short lives as they got crushed by Earth's gravity. Imagine all these giant guys showing you like, oh shit, look, these guys are huge, man. Like, these guys are badass. The biggest pussies. <laughs> You're just beating them with their own hands. You're like, ah! <laughs> little bitch. That's why you got stories like David and Goliath. Goliath was just a big yeah, old exactly, puss. Dude, Goliath was exactly. an absolute weakling. He was just like in this like paper armor, like, yeah, he's like, don't hurt, don't hurt me. <laughs> he was all show. He can't, he can't even lift a fucking head, pebble. Like, He's like, in his skull, uh, like just like <laughs> just about took his head off. No, I th- I think if giants came from Mars or other places, like you're way taller and you came to Earth, you wouldn't last at all. You would just you oh. wouldn't last at all. You think you'd you would just die right like, away? Like you wouldn't even be able. Yeah, you wouldn't even be able to get. Yeah, like, I don't get think you'd be able up. to get up. Oh man, you'd get off the fo- you get off the spaceship and you'd herniate every Come disc. On. Yeah, just, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do some math here. That's one of the. I mean, that's one of the wait, core wait, things wait. about a lot of. Brain's doing math. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> if we wait for him, it's going to be like two hours. <laughs> so, okay. So, so Mars is 30% gravity. Earth's gravity. Yep. So, I need to add my body weight times 1.7. Well, what are you trying to do? For what? <laughs> what are you trying to figure to see out? See how much I would have to put on me to like basically say like i'm from mars and now i'm from earth there's like how much weight i'd have to add 
to keep like instantly and then to see if I could walk around with that. It's not that bad. I'm 220 pounds. Yeah, but it's I would like have to, but it's I would not have like to throw carrying... on 374 pounds. Like so that would be a fat blob. Like instant jump. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying like I would I'd be sucking wind 100%. I wouldn't be moving anywhere real fast, but would I just die instantly? Like no, instantly. I'd just be fucking miserable. You wouldn't die instantly. Yeah. It'd be a slow, shitty death. What are you yeah. talking about? He'd be in his fucking element. <laughs> He'd be eating all the fucking <laughs> chips and shit, laying in a chair, not doing anything. Be the happiest guy I'm the putting on planet. my Mars weight. Yeah. <laughs> living, my, <laughs> living my best life. Yeah, you'd be in heaven. Dude. Eating a large pepperoni, double cheese pizza yeah. every night. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting ready to go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Mars. I'm Mars Balkan. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, that's funny. That's but um, that's what I was thinking. But so we got Ceres, we got Mars. Anywhere else we can uh, in our solar system worth? Well, dude, going if, to? if you keep going, so so after the asteroid belt, right now you have like the Jupiter. Like it's almost like a Jupiter system. Like how many fucking moons does Jupiter have? Like forty or twenty, I, thirty. 40? I don't even know. I didn't look it up. But they have like, I got like 40 moons. I th- actually think Saturn now holds the record, even though Saturn's like, they, yeah. just, they found 20 more moons, but they're all like just, they're barely moons. But on like, so what? I think it's, a, was it Europa? Yeah, Europa. Jupiter's moon Europa, I think is one of NASA's prime targets because it actually is proven to have a ocean of ice and underneath possibly liquid water mm-hmm. and like it's like the whole, a whole fucking planet so like kind of like ours right now so like i don't know if you how are you gonna live on a fucking ice planet though you like igloos dig in and make an igloo fuck that dude i couldn't even live up north anymore well, well that's it think think about that though like at some point in time human beings migrated up north and made it fucking work we did it you know what i mean they did it yeah, but I think you like though it's so cold heating. I think we're good at heating That's though. You know what too. I mean? Like we're good at heating. Well, you know what though? Like if you look at evolution altogether, there's some point in time where they're like, "This is all fucking crazy." But there's some point in time where there's these little tadpole fucking things in some ocean somewhere, being like, "You know what? One day we're gonna fucking walk on that land over there." And then the other tadpole's like, "That's fucking crazy, dude. Right. Fucking drunk, but they did it." Yeah, after a million years. Exactly. It's gonna take some time. No biggie. It's fine. We'll be around by then. We'll, we'll still be around. No problem. Yeah, no biggie. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fact is, is like, the sad fact is, is that, he, well, sad some way, I guess, the is that human beings are perfectly adapted to this environment. Yeah. We spent millions of years adapting. Our bodies have spent millions of years adapting. Or. Years, if you believe that. Or whatever, the evolution's lie. Or <laughs> aliens. Um, programmed us to be right who we are so either way we've been adapting to this planet for the longest time and taking us out of here and going to another planet is a very tricky very daunting task like you can't you can't just be like plop us down somewhere it's like and like there's the the air that we breathe is very specific it's not just like oxygen it's like a like a mix of like oxygen nitrogen all of those and together and just yeah, like it would be rough anywhere we go is going to be. You have to again, like terraforming is kind of your best bet. But at this point, we're like it's way too expensive. It's way too you know 
resource consuming. We can't do that. Um, yeah, finding a place that's more like Earth is is what is what we have to do. You know. Yeah, and like the closest planet size wise is Venus, and it's a fucking hot hellhole. <laughs> Well, uh, it's funny you say that. It? It's funny you say that because Ooh. this, like this upper atmosphere of Venus, is estimated to be surprisingly habitable, and they think upper that they could atmosphere? maybe have the uh, like in the skies. We'd have cities in the skies. Oh, okay, because like the Jetsons. Uh, exactly cool. at an altitude of fifty kilometers above the above Venus's surface, it's the most Earth-like system in the solar system. Uh, pressure of approximately um, 1,000 HP. I don't know what that is. And temperatures between 0 and 50 degrees Celsius. Yeah, it's it, That's it's Venus at one point, you know, scientists have theorized that it, it was very Earth-like. Yeah. And due to some some event, some catastrophic event at some point, like it turned into a fucking hellhole like it is now. But above in that upper atmosphere part, like it's almost like solid. It's like water. Like you can float on it. You know, if you put like, you know, built giant, you know, the theory is, I think at least one NASA scientist has put forth the idea, uh, the concept of building kind of just floating cities. Like you just build these giant, um, ships that would just kind of float on the upper atmosphere of Venus. And it would be very earth-like because Venus is, is, Venus technically is closer than Mars yep. and it's very, it's much closer into to our gravity. And then you living there, which just be kind of uh, one, one person kind of made the analogy of being it like living on a giant cruise ship, but you know, on Mars or something like that. Right. So, you know, v- so Venus is the, so the atmosphere is so thick that, but once you get up so far that it becomes almost like it's flyable, right? You could like, you could, yeah. if you built, they also have like a wind phenomenon like winds that like rip in like 340 kilometers that circle the planet approximately every four earth days in a phenomenon they call a super rotation. So they say like, if you had flying cities, you could move them with these winds to like reduce like structure stress. And they would just, they could just like float around wherever the wind took them. Oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Actually. That's that seems more doable than like, I got a list of all these moons. Like you have like the moons of like Titan, right? But the same thing, yeah. like minus 180 degrees average temperature, full ice, but they say it's it's what's under the ice and they don't really know what's under there. So if there's some type of volcanic activity, maybe there's caverns or like deep trench systems like like 100 times bigger than the Grand Canyon where you could like set up a colony at the base of it. But like all these ones, like Miranda, what's his, Uranus's moons, Enceladus, which this one's kind of cool because this is the ones that Cassini spacecraft, which if you were to believe was going to be the cause of plunging into Jupiter and causing it to explode into a second sun. Yeah. Back in in that Mr. Conspiracy's prime theory there from a few years ago. But this, this one has this one showed signs of like gigantic geysers from like the North and South poles, like huge volcanic activity so they say that would be this place to go look for it. Cause if there's that much volcanic activity, maybe there's like same type of thing, like deep caverns or like spots on the surface, which are heated by like whatever, like the vol- the volcanism. But it, it seems uh, still pretty inhospitable for human life. Whereas floating on 
a fucking sky platform, something from Dragon Ball Z or something. Seems more, uh, seems, I would say, easier. Actually. I mean, I'd be into it. I just, I'm not going to work for that prick Spacely. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Fuck him and his sprockets. You got to get Spacely sprockets, man. got to make them sprockets. Fuck that guy. Fine. You can go work for Cogs Cogs or whatever. Cogs Cogsley. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But so Cogs it's, sprockets. Jetsons. I definitely think Venus is a, is a more, it's a more interesting one because also like there's been proposals to terraform it where it's like, they're like, you know what? We really just need to cool it down. Like if we can build some solar shades or something like that, get a, a better like day night cycle. So it's not so insulated and heat the surface. Like it could be a very livable planet. Right. I mean, our technology, but it, it's, that seems more doable where it's like, where you can have that atmosphere and stuff like that, because on these other planets, it's it's we're doing this weird thing where it's like we now have to almost resort to being hunting hunting gatherers again, but just to lit like for air to sustain us and water. You know what I mean? Where it's like we've moved past that in our current civilization on Earth, where we like but to that, then go back to that's like just farming. as essential as hunting and gathering for fucking food and nutrients, right? Exactly. Right, but we've we've moved past that now. Like we're into an agricultural state, right, where we we farm and stuff. But it's it's weird that you would have to. It's like which well, okay, probably we're led, good on the food aspect now, but now, but that that agricultural go era is probably led to why our fucking planet's been destroyed and why we're leaving in the first place. hundred oh, <laughs> percent. I mean the the whole kind of thing. Yeah, that, that's actually a good point. The growing of food is something that would have to happen on a planet for it to be self-sustained for it to actually be not a complete waste and uh, on a drain on resources of earth because then it's like not only would you be having to provide resources for the people who populated earth but also resources of people populated on a whole nother planet right um growing i mean they i mean there's plenty of that's what they've been doing all those experiments on the international space station and since they've been going up there it's like couldn't we grow food in zero g and there you know there have been some interesting stuff that is, has come out of it we know we can grow barley in space so we know we can get beer boom that's all you need Nutri- space beer nutritious space beer so i mean you know like that and and there's the whole thing i know some scientists were talking about you know vat grown beef like vat grown meat can can be done or you can do it like some things like in the um uh, at least in the expanse, like they do it where they grow it out of kind of like a fun, like a fungus, like a type of mushroom kind of substitute right. where you take it and it kind of, like which a, I'd be fine well, with eating ty- different types of mushrooms every day. I'd be fine. Well, I like mushrooms. Now, now that they're like, oh, with all totally the technology fucking making meat from stem cells and stuff like that, like it's, it's only the beginning. Right. Yeah. We're just experiencing the very start of it now. Yeah. But well, just having the resources. I mean, they've to only really made, the they've made one, Burger. No, no, they're past that now. They're past three hundred thousand dollars, and it tastes like shit. Yeah, but no, no, they're they're past. No, it tasted like real meat. I thought. I thought that tastes about. It's about a dollar more than your regular Whopper. (laughs) That's the you're you're talking about Beyond Burger, but that's not like lab grown meat. No, 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 that's not like like a lab grown. They in, they use like stem cells, stem cells, yeah. and animal cells, and they just yeah, that, grow. That's a only the beginning of it. It's it's you know what I mean. Like it's going to get to a point where it's going to be just as affordable as normal meat. Oh, for sure. Like any technology we have now, if you go back to the start of it, they're like, "There's no way. How are we going to get any better in this?" And all of a sudden, you have 
broadband wireless internet in most of the developed world. This is a this is a good this is a good question because how we how how would you even feed? You would have to do something like this in these colonies because it's not like you you know you're having areas for animals and stuff and farming. So like I imagine you have some sort of like toothpaste tube that yeah. you just like. Suck yeah. a little like no. high you, nutrient protein pills, man. You have CRISPR. Syn- yeah. You have synthesized toothpaste. synthesized nutrition, whether that be like some type of like, you know, just like you, you have protein powder, right? But like instead of just protein powder, it's like here's your daily of everything, and you put it into a, you blend it up, and like you fucking drink it, and like all right, there's you know your bare minimum calories, protein, and everything you need just to survive. I mean, that would be great. That, I, you know that would be my lunch. I would take yeah. that to work with me. I hate. I hate. Like prepping food, and I would definitely be on board with that. I'd be fine with it. Yep. You would also have to, man, it, like it would get so weird because you would also have like, you would have some weird body scan or whatever, then it's like you would eat perfectly to your DNA. Like whatever awesome. you needed, it would scan you and you'd be like, oh, here's the little crest, like pro B15 you need. Right. <laughs> so it, perfect. Just, just like they tell you, you can do those tests and like, yeah, you're like mainly from. The Slavic nations of Eastern Europe. Even for your ancestry. And yeah, you, this is your this is your ideal diet. Like you probably shouldn't have dairy. You should have this much of this and this and this. And the, you could yeah. You go to the vending machine just like you buy like a pack like a chocolate bar. You can buy like oh yeah, I'm Eastern European or whatever. You probably boop, 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 no. You probably scan your thumb and it scans your DNA and it's like more, this is what you need to eat. This is what you're lacking. And here's uh, your little slop. <laughs> here's your gruel. Paste. Better be halal. What do you want That's it to taste like? And you're like, uh, I don't know. Shit better be dinner. halal, like, okay. man. I'll eat that. You just add like a, you know, when you go to the the, the movies and you get like the popcorn powder. Like, what do you want? Dill? <laughs> Dill, all dress, barbecue, teriyaki. You just pour that on your gruel and you're like, oh, that's fucking, that tastes pretty nice. Gruel. I would be fine with like different flavored mushroom gruel? paste. Like, every, like different flavored fucking shiitake mushrooms every day. I'd be like, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, now we we've gone through most like pretty much once you get past the asteroid belt, everything becomes too cold and too low of like solar radiation to really produce enough energy to grow anything. So you'd have to like offset it with like artificial light and it'd be like it'd be way too hard I think once you got past the asteroid belt. Here here's the thing that interests me the most about space colonization is that uh some people are mentioning it earlier in chat and talking about who controls it it's true whoever who, gets there first yeah he's got the bigger yeah. army you, yeah. you have the, you have examples like the international space station each country that built sections of the space station has jurisdiction over those like whoever goes to the space station like they have i mean they have actual laws written out where it's like those people who whoever goes there, they're under the jurisdiction of that country from which they're from. Right. So if you were to start a colony on Mars and at some point it becomes self-sufficient, what happens then? Ooh, that's a good question. When you know, at what point who, does who, does the colony become big enough to separate? I mean, you could just use like yeah. how like Western When does Mars have its independence day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in Western countries like Canada, Australia, United States, all like everyone who came from England originally, or most people, eventually there came a time like, well, we don't fucking need England anymore. Fucking give them the boot. Well, like you can fucking might as well compare Hawaii to Mars. Like, why is Hawaii part of fucking the United States? 
because they have a big military and they yeah, took exactly. it. Exactly. We do. So whoever gets there first with the big military, I mean, there's only one fucking space force so far. So, but after a couple generations, then what? Yeah. Are you more loyal to the people who live on Mars, or are you going to be basically just keep sending military from Earth to Mars, and then you still have the problem of being that they're not really Martians? They would still they would be like an occupational force. They'd be they, like they would England. be like an they would turn into an oppressing force. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it'd just be the same. It's the same story throughout like human origins. Like when some well, someone takes over, eventually, like when you colonize somewhere, eventually that colony becomes its own place. So it, right. for, and that's one of the that's one of the problems is like call, uh, at least one per, Bill Nye the Science Guy Bill, says that Bill, we should Bill, use Bill, 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 Bill Nye, Nye the, the Science, science guy. guy. He's one of a few people, a few scientists that think we shouldn't call it colonization because colonization implies that you're going there for the sole Takeover. enrichment of your home country. It's the American way, you know. Yeah, I, I agree with do that. Do I talk Americans? Do I talk about Canadians? And you're and our what? Fantastic history with your natives. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> We're buddies now. We, I'm not going to talk about residential fair and square. <laughs> no, I agree. I think whatever. So, yeah, say you, so we started a colony on Mars. Bad note mm-hmm. everywhere. And then all of a sudden, like, you get 20, 50, 100, 200,000 people on Mars. A couple generations. Eventually, as soon as, I think as soon as they do not need help from Earth or, like, wherever like the original col- like colonizing people were from is when you would see Mars become its own. It's going to be a long planet? time. That's when you yeah, see Mars join planet? Solar Warden with Corey Good and the boys and join the Space <laughs> Force fighting aliens from God knows where. Yeah, I mean, they'd be too busy fighting the insectoids, right? To, <laughs> yeah, to- insectoids <laughs> and the reptoids. To declare independence from Earth, so I mean, we'd be good, right? Right. Yeah, but that's the thing, that's and you know, it's you have all these colonies working, and then if if like Earth needs, we're leaving because we need resources. Then it is, and that's what the the show does so well is it does this like this political landscape of the planets against each other, uh, because it would. It's like, well, why are we working to give Earth like we need this shit, right? So it's it it would be this very interesting uh, planetary political game Hmm. it's always like it's a really it's a really fun picture that the expanse like books and and the tv show draw of how we would as a civilization move out into the universe where it's like there's not only do you have the different um cultures of each like planet in each settlement for example like you have people on mars and the people on mars still kind of identify uh with with cultures on earth they're more they're more um geared towards like having those kinds of you know idiosyncrasies of the people who colonized them at least one of the um like the the pilot uh what's his name freaking um the pilot of the guy one of the pilots in um of the ship, the Rosinante or whatever. Oh. He, uh, Alex, I think it's Alex, Alex Kamal. And, uh, he, he, the, his colony originally like on Mars was settled by like a mixture of both like people from India and also people from Texas. And so he's got like this kind of Texas drawl, which <laughs> kind of leaves him, you know, they identify as that culture. Whereas you have people who settle out into the belt where like a mixture of kind of like Portuguese. So they come up with this kind of, um, 
like a pidgin language of both English and Portuguese and they kind of slap it together. And it's, it's really interesting. They even have their own kind of uh, way to communicate through like hand signals, right? Because they grew up like working in zero G and airless environments. And so they use these kind of like gestures and stuff like almost, uh, you know, subconscious, you know, unconsciously they'll do it like nodding with their hands or something like that, or, you know, using okay signs or things like that. They just do it because that's just how you survived out there. Right. Man, so, you know, it's, it's crazy like to think about how, how many generations it would take to then just be alien to each other. Like someone from earth and someone from like the outside belt, just like a couple of generations apart of like language changing and developing and like, you'd be, you'd be like hard to communicate. You'd be like, what the fuck yeah. are they saying? Yeah, you think you like look at the just languages. Like Byron, when he has a couple drinks in him. Hey guys, how you going? What? What? What are you talking to me? What, Byron? Byron? <laughs> yeah, I just think of like the 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 changes that language has gone through in on Earth in the last five years, hundred years, five years. All of a sudden, now and people what? got all these new terms. I don't fuck can't keep up anymore with all these terms. Turned and fire and like. All of a sudden, now fire means good and turnt means drunk. I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> it's a turnt means drunk. <laughs> Does it? I don't know. I've seen someone wearing a turnt shirt. Is that what getting turnt is? Getting turnt. Getting like fucked getting up. Turned? It's like getting getting crunk. Crunk the same? Like getting crunk, but getting turnt. No one says crunk anymore. What the fuck is crunk? Crunk was little John. It was like when we were Crunk's in like crazy and drunk. Drunk in, uh, crunked. Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> is yeah, What? Isn't he? I don't know. Is it Gronk? Crunk, crunk. So I'm saying, but yeah, language changes fast. So yeah, if you like separated for even just one or two generations, like Earth to Mars, and they became Martians, not Earthlings. The yeah, language had changed quick, like real quick. And if if there was not like, unless there was like, maybe there's a fucking inter, like inter soul, like in our solar system inter soul broadband television where you can watch show, like oh we're watching shows from mars they're way better and then and then people oh, on wait. mars are like, like we're watching shows that, from Earth. bbc man bbc is great <laughs> imagine that shit and being like oh not only does mainstream media lie but mars stream media lies too like fuck those guys man <laughs> interdimensional tv fucking rocks well interdimensional yeah, yeah i bet you get all your news from fox mars don't you <laughs> <laughs> msn beep earth earth msn I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh man. I can't imagine what that would be like. I mean, yeah, that'd be weird. Oh, did you watch that last zero G drama last night? Like, fuck that shit was nah, turnt. Nah, man, that shit's right? from the belt. I don't watch right. anything from the belt. Fucking belt. <laughs> I don't watch nothing from the belt. Those motherfuckers. Think about all the space racism. Yeah, it'd be a lot. <laughs> Give me a ton of space racism. Spacism. Spacism. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so we've t- we, we've talked about uh, why to leave, where to go. How are we going to get there? Because right now... What do you mean? We didn't even talk about planets like Tatooine and Endor and like... Those people are already living there. It's perfect. Those are, those are in galaxies far Not away. Alderaan, though. We're talking about close, though. Hey, Alderaan, not hey, there well, no more. hey we can talk about how to get there. How to get to different galaxies. But how would we get there? How? Wormholes. I don't know. Hyperspace. Well, that's a... I mean, what do they use in the show? What do their, sh- what the do their ships use? Oh, in the, ex- in the Expanse, they developed something on Mars called... The Epstein Drive. Well, we probably would choose we'll a probably different name. name. Maybe yeah. we'll, choo- we'll, we'll change name, the name. We'll name it something else. Yeah, probably I don't think idea. that name will stick in this uh, in our timeline. <laughs> Anyways, it, yeah. they de- they develop like in order to get to to make it efficient and like cost 
like cost efficient to get to these planets, we'd have to develop a new or a more like a better f- propulsion system. We can't rely on like rocket fuel and like it so just our ta- own Epstein is what you're saying. Our own Epstein. I wonder if this piece like hangs in their fucking machinery <laughs> there or if it's just like bolted in. I don't know. Yeah, how does it work? Free hang I, free hangs. Like a, I think I think it's like an itself. antimatter engine, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like yeah, well, it allows us to get through space. I don't I don't know how many times faster, but like a hundred times faster. So you can get instead of eight months or ten months to get to Earth to Mars, it's like like a thirty day trip or something. So we have that's we have to figure out a way to get to make it faster. I don't know. That's one of the that's one of the like I love, well, I love the books. Is like that's the grooviest thing about the fucking groovy. Uh, that bit like the space battles are fucking cool. They're not they're they're not like Star Wars and stuff where people are kind of like yeah yeah yeah. It's like you strap yourself in to a fucking crash couch and you are like at the mercy of inertia. And it's like dudes are like they're just banging through space and it's like making these hard turns that would like rip your eyeballs out of your fucking sockets if you weren't like strapped in. <laughs> like it's it's like they just pump you full of drugs to like keep your blood vessels from exploding or like just severing themselves. It's just it's really cool how they talk about Some vasodilators. Okay, well, like th- like fight like fighting in space, like space battles, like that shit would suck. Yeah. <laughs> just at the speeds you could move, like the speeds like you you're not I mean, it's, at this point, we can't really imagine it, but the way that you could move in space as compared to Earth, it's not like a normal aerial battle. It's not like fighter jets. It's like probably 100 times worse because you can move in any direction and not just like, you know, which way ever the way you can get over through the air and things like that. But it's just like, oh, man, I can't imagine like one second, like you're going straight up and the next one, you're just like, just like shoot back down. Like you just fucking, I don't know, you fucking testicles would slam up into your fucking brain uh, pop out your eyeballs uh, <laughs> that was horrible yeah like I just pulled it up so in the expanse the the Epstein drive can reach speeds of 4,000 kilometers per second holy so what's the what's the moon about 400,000 so 100 seconds to the moon what if you were wild. but it takes a while it takes a while to accelerate because yeah so it's like without killing you, yeah, you'd have to like take an yeah acceleration. Like, uh, I know there's other there's at least one other novel series where they talk about how we would be able to accelerate to that speed, um, not being able to kill yourself, you know, because there's only so much acceleration the human body can stand. Yeah, and if you if you accelerate at a normal speed, I think in the expanse they try to keep it to acceleration within like normal Earth tolerances, or if they're trying to get somewhere faster, it's a little bit more. Because that's as much as you could stand. Yeah, they say at a certain speed. I mean, there, I guess the real question would be is how long it would take it to do the Kessel Run. <laughs> like, how many parsecs? How many parsecs? Well, Let's dude, based on the science of this one, if you went into light speed the way fucking they do in Star Wars, where they're just like from zero to fucking Mach a million, it's over. You just, just explode yourself in yep. your little seatbelt in the ship, and then when you came to a stop at the other end, you just be like, whoa, <laughs> splatter. Yeah, but that's into the front. That's saying that's assuming that we haven't developed like the anti-gravitic like space-time distortion technology, like the Tic Tac UFOs and stuff exhibit, where they can go at that speed because they're not affected by inertia. But in the show, it's about. 13 G's is the most they'll do. They try and average five, which is five, yeah. five. Like you experience five or six on a, like a pretty powerful ro- roller coaster. So 
Still pretty. Dude, I I was fucked up after every single one of those roller coasters we went on. <laughs> you were so shook. You he fucking passed out on the Hulk at Universal Studios. No word of yeah. a lie. He I fucking can, fainted I like a little bitch. Come around the second turn, I was like, it was hilarious. Oh, no, I seriously, he's fucking unconscious. It was amazing. I I had a headache for four days after we went in L.A. to Magic Mountain. Um, Dude, everyone in the Expanse is just living with CTEs. Yeah. Rampant CTEs. <laughs> I remember. I remember reading one book where they overcame the the um, inertia problem by what they would do is basically they they would integrate people with this kind of like nano machine rebuilder. And so what would happen is like you accelerate to these ins- these insane speeds, your body would basically liquefy, and then the nano machine would rebuild you once you got there. <laughs> you. The other thing about these like traveling long distances case because if we don't get Epstein drives. We would have to do something about the like being in a ship for that amount of time because like you'd have to like cryogenically freeze people or something because like just being awake sitting in a little tin can for eight months would drive you Fuck fucking that. crazy. I couldn't do it. Yeah. It'd be like being in jail. Put me no. to sleep. Yeah, crazy. No, no I chance. feel like working on an aircraft carrier, I assume, because they're out they're out there for like Four or five months at a time. Do that, yeah, but you can go up to the deck and like get outside, get some fresh air, like stretch around. Like this is you would not. I don't not. know. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, not. And so you'd have to come up with ways, you know, put people in like VR or something to kind of just get you used to that kind of isolation. Yeah, there's space madness. <laughs> like, isn't it hard? Isn't it space also, isn't is it, the like, place? Oh yeah. Isn't it hard to yeah. shit in space? Probably. Isn't that hard to have bowel movements? Because like the gravity is just some tells me. Some tells me, Braden, you'll have no problem shitting in space. <laughs> Stay tuned for after hours yeah. for Braden's dis- most for disgusting hours. shit story you've ever. <laughs> just no, it's gonna be bad. It's terrible. No, yeah. So we 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 need we need in order to expand through the solar system, we need different propulsion technology. I don't know. There's different kinds. There's like people talk of like light sails and like ion drives. And we've talked about it before. What was that? It's called like the, the EDM. No, it's not EDM. EDM. <laughs> we already talked about sandstorms. It's powered Perfect. by music. Pulse your way through space, baby. It's just every ship is like a gigantic wave. Prepare for light speed. Get your light sticks out, men. This <laughs> all sitting there no. like, all right, you fucking, you guys done? I fucking hate you guys. I, no, I'm just wait, I'm waiting. I love it. I love this. It's my affair. <laughs> yeah, you, like ion drive, solar, like solar sails, like plasma engines, antimatter engines, like stuff. Science fiction. We got to figure out. We got to take some of the science fiction, make it science fact, in order to efficiently move through space. Because right now it takes. It's too expensive and it takes too long to really go anywhere. Except the, And it just burns through res- resources like crazy. Like solar sails is Dude. good if you're going a long distance with like cuz it will always pick up speed and once it starts going it'll never slow down. But it's it takes slow acceleration. Like slow acceleration and right now I don't think you can move like a, too big of a ship. So if you're going to like how many people would we have to send as like a good starting col- like colony? A thousand? 5000? Um, 
Well, I think you would honestly have to like maybe maybe a couple thousand, but I think you would have to have some test tube babies or something. Oh man, frozen embryos, ready, half frozen embryos ready die. to go. At least half die. Well, the first yeah, the first crew, it's definitely not a hundred percent more. T- like oh yeah, success rate. The, at least half. Twenty thirty three, the first people in Mars, like it's not gonna be good. Sorry, like, we thank you for your sacrifice, but half you going down. Be all fucking pale and bald and just not looking. Sounds good. like the pod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else on solar expansion? We guys don't, we gotta want to touch on. Let's talk about. On? Let's uh. Let's talk about what what are some of the ways that we could do it, like health health related. Like now, how are we going to survive? Like, how are we going to survive? So, say we do get out, we get the engine, we get there. Right now, like, we don't have, I don't think we have great uh, medical technology for keeping people alive in space. We don't have great medical technology for keeping people alive fucking on Earth right now. <laughs> so, like, we still use the exact same methods we used in the 70s for fucking cancer treatment. Raising $100 billion a year for cancer treatment and nothing's changed in 40 years. No. And what does high amounts of radiation cause? Cancer. Cancer. <laughs> no, but I, I would think about this. Like, what? Because now we're like talking about like gene editing, CRISPR stuff. I think that's the only way to do it successfully. So, like, now you identify the genes that get fucked up from too much radiation or like that cause cancer or like low G's, those radiations that like start atrophying like muscles and stuff. What if you can turn those off? Turn the turn off those genes. So now you get you get yoked on Earth. You shoot through space to Mars, and now you're yoked on Mars forever. Well, the, Fucking cool, man. Well, like <laughs> large, large animals like whales and elephants, they have a like kind of a unique way of dealing with that because they they have like you would think because how big they are, they would just have way more like way more cancer because it's just they have more ch- cells in their body, so they have more chances of these cells to go rogue. They just produce way more like cancer detecting genes. Like just that's their like evolutionary solution right. is just to fucking pump out a crazy amount of cancer detecting genes, like way light years more than we do. So if we could use some CRISPR technology to just even have us in our human bodies produce more cancer detecting genes, <laughs> like a couple of Levi five hundred ones, you know, you put on five eleven. So cancers. now we should genetically modify ourselves with animal DNA. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, animorphs. Yeah. This sounds like the episode no, of Rick. It's t- that's it's Terraformars, which is a great it's a great Japanese TV show where they where they engineer people with like with animal powers. Like it's pretty great. Is that fun? It's the like island it. of Doctor Shivargo or whatever. Animorphs. No, it's way, it's way fucking cooler. You got people who are engineered. There's a dude who's like engineered with like a blue ringed octopus. So he's fucking super shooting out venom spikes everywhere. He's super poisonous. Like, I mean, I've already so, been there's engineered. There's a Russian dude who's got like crab arms. I've or- giant crab <laughs> arms. I've already been engineered half mongoose. It's already been done. It's technology. It's nothing new. To a twelve Which a twelve pound rodent. Yeah. That's why I'm so short. Like the bottom half? Where do you like think he gets half? his size oh. and speed from? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But no, I think that's the way to do it. Like it, it, And it's something that we're somewhat on the brink of. Like There was just twins born that are resistant to fucking HIV and AIDS. Like just randomly? Yeah, but they also don't no, know. They, they, were, not they, were, they, were, they were genetically fucking altered be. to do, be so. 
Sorry, I heard two people oh, talking. Oh, you're talking about the Chinese ones. I'm talking about the Chinese babies that were fucking genetically altered to be resistant to HIV. Theoretically. they're not. It's not 100% sure at this it's, point. It's not 100% proven, and they don't really know the, any other f- effects that they've done. Like, they don't know if what they've tried to do Listen, is succeeded. Braden, if there's and fucking if there's pig babies, un- then we can do it. Okay? <laughs> there's pig babies. The pig babies, Joe. Jesus. Uh, no, the, and there's also a third. Uh, like, CRISPR technology is... It's to me. I think that's the way we're gonna go in the future. Like it's, it's you know these gene splicing when it just you just punch it in and it goes and does its thing and finds these, snips it in and just plugs stuff into your genes, takes stuff out. Well, like, and uh, if you look, at, I like, think if we use it to. We don't. We're not gonna have fucking crab arms, Dan. But it's like you never sure? know. We, you don't well, know. I, I'm out. Then I'm out. Like if I don't get giant crab arms, then I'm out. I want prey mantis. Like, why pray not mantis make ourselves arms. Yeah, resi- pray more mantis resistant? Arms? Mantis arms. <laughs> no, but like, it, I don't know. I seen what happened to that guy on One Punch Man with the fucking crab arms, and it didn't work out good for him. He worked poor. Poor. <laughs> Did not work out well for him. He got one punched. But there, like, there he wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> trained in crab maga. <laughs> crab maga. His Dan, Dan's new song, Mantis Daniel. <laughs> But uh, like there, you know what I mean. Like, have you have you heard about that uh, that uh, radiotrophic fungus that's grown in in uh, Chernobyl though? No. Like that shit's crazy, man. Like that's that's a, a fungus that's growing in a radioactive environment that's actually thriving and feeding off of. Like it's a new fungus completely. Yeah, and it's feeding off of the fucking radioactive, um, uh, you know what I mean, environment Hulk and shrooms. growing. And producing energy, and it, it, what it's it it, it has uh, melanin, and that's why it's able to do so. And what do we have? Melanin, exactly. Well, some of us have less I, than I, others, but some of us have more than <laughs> there you go. I have a very limited supply of melanin left in my body. That's because you've been dead for a long time because you're a vampire. <laughs> but we already I, know that I'm not a vampire. I got no cells. So my, ca- my canine teeth, these vampire teeth are so small they grow they grow when you feed i bet you if you fucking died you'd still have blood in your heart i guarantee it just like uh mercy brown baddest vamp in the whole damn town they would yeah (laughs) i guarantee you but yeah i think uh health wise i think it'd be i i think it'd be we'd have to get into more preventative than what we're doing now of then like oh we'll just there's no money in preventative medicine braden no, there's no, not. But no, nothing. And, Big farm you know, 100%, support that shit. And you're right. And that's why we would do the dumbest shit ever in space. <laughs> yeah. We would have these colonies and Earth would be like, oh, you want your radiation pills, Mars? Well, you better send us a fucking water or you're not getting your radiation pills. We, we put embargoes and uh, <laughs> sanctions on Mars. Oh, 100%. Dude. We'll turn off your air. No more, I mean, that's- no more common ice for you. Quaid. There's a there's a couple plot lines that hinge on that, yeah. that in a couple books, like where it's like, yeah, Earth because it would be such a huge resource drain, like trying to supply a colony on Mars, like it would be really easy to just be hold that over their head. Yeah. And be like, we're not gonna ship you water from Earth. So Mars has to find a different way to from the belt. get water. From the to, belt. Yeah, from the belt. Or from Saturn, one of the one of them. Or they gotta mine their <laughs> poles or something. Yeah, but that's uh, that's pretty much all I think we had on solar system expansion. I mean, we are at the very, very, very start of it. Like 
in our lifetime, not a lot's going to happen. I don't think we might get a small, we might get some people to Mars at this rate. We probably won't. I don't know. We might get, we might get, we're definitely going to get, going to get the moon, like the lunar gateway. Do we get a, a, do we get a base on the moon? I don't know. It just seemed like I I was looking at it because, you know, every once in a while I like to dive back into the, did we go to the moon theory? I was just wondering like, okay, how much did they actually spend? Right. And it was like, you know, $45 billion on the Apollo program, which doesn't seem like a lot which translates to like $260 billion today. But then if you factor in all the other economic factors like GDP and like all the other like work trades and all this stuff, something like like $600 billion just to get back to the moon, like a real full crew mission, which is I think almost as much as the entire defense budget of of the United States just to get, if we were to take a moon, like a manned mission back. So it just doesn't seem... With all the problems going on in the world, it seems a little short-sighted to spend, you know, a trillion dollars trying to get to Mars and put a colony there. When at this rate, like, I know we talked about why why would we, would we leave like overpopulation and climate change? We're still at the point in climate change where we could mitigate the lasting effects if we really tried you know if we really went like we went full nuclear and like really did our shit which is probably not going to happen but if we really tried we could do it so you mean to tell me that it makes more sense to invest money in our own planet than searching for the perfect place that's exactly like our planet (laughs) you could say that Uh, it might be it might be it might be a better option okay it's it's right here we're living on it we're breathing on it yeah Though I, as a sci-fi topic, it's fucking cool. And I think we eventually will get there. But in our lifetime, I don't think we're going to see a ton of progress towards jumping off Mars the planet. Mars mission. That'll be our lifetime. That's it. If we get a Mars mission and like, if we actually drop down onto Mars, set up like, if we're there for like a, even like a week and then actually get back to Earth would be a accomplishment of the ages. Like that, it'd be a thousand times bigger than the Apollo landings. It's uh, it's it's on the horizon, but like it's just we're at we're at the baby steps, baby steps. I think if you go with the expanse, I think we're about two hundred and fifty years away or something from actually making an, an actual colony there. So that makes sense. Cool, cool topic though. Yeah, that was fun. I fun topic, that. really fun topic. Uh, what should we do next? We're going to uh, load up the randomatron. Load up the randomatron. Let's uh, let's plug in a friend of a friend. A friend of a friend. Well, huh? we'll we got to wait we'll, and see what it decides. We'll, we'll, we? we'll <laughs> let the randomatron <laughs> decide, decide the randomatron what the randomatron is. will be. Oh, I thought we could pick a genre and then it would just scan. No, I have not. I have not plugged that in yet. Outside of genre. Well, we only have about. Just go random. Genre. There's a 33% chance it will be a mongoose. A 33% to 80%. <laughs> it'll be a, a small chance it'll be a, a fan submission and a small chance it will be a case file of the week. Load it up. Here we go. Hmm. Well, would you look at this? Odds are in our favor.
rips. Mongoose. Shout out to Colberry and crew for Nobody. whipping that baby up. Man, Colberry just shreds. Like, guy's a fucking. He's a musical genius. He shreds. He shreds hard, and he sings well. Does he, he doesn't have like actual band though. What's going on? Yeah, well, his band's kind of. He's very dedicated. His band sometimes not so much. What's his band called? Good question. I never actually seen. It, I've never seen him play live. Or I've well, they were they had a band member that was kind of little cunty. Yeah, little. No, nah, I wouldn't say cunty. He's a beauty. He was just. I don't think he was really up for performing. So just love writing music. Yeah, that's fair. Like playing it. But, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know, but they fucking rip. They really do. They make really good music. My buddy B's in the band, too. He's a fucking huge beauty. Same with Kyle Moore. That guy fucking, he's wicked, too. Shout to all those guys. They're all beauties. Play, a, sh- all. play a show in Kelowna. We'll come up. Yeah, do it. Come on, Curtis. You can do it. You can do it. I appreciate it. It'd be awesome. Okay, anyways. Friend to obviously, a friend. you know this. This didn't happen to me. Nope. Not, it never happens to me. Never. It happens to didn't a friend. Didn't even happen to your friend. No. Didn't even happen to your friend. No. No, friend no, no. no. It, happened friend. To, it happened to his friend. So, you know what I mean? So a friend of a friend. Friend of a friend. And they happen to be mine. Good friends. Yeah. So, call comes in. Long, drawn-out story. Listen. Hey, here it is. Dispatch calls and says, hey, listen. A little bit of a weird situation. Uh, You're going to a house, elderly people's house. Um, The wife, who is the caretaker for the person that you're going to see, uh, had a stroke yesterday. Okay? And she got taken to the hospital. Shit. So... You know what I mean? The, the the husband has been left at the house. The husband is, has severe cognitive decline, dementia, and he's been left at the house by himself. He's been in the house by himself for a day. And so now the family lives in California. They've called and they said, we need somebody to go check on the, on the house. We need mm. to go make sure that he's doing okay. Right? Because he can't care for himself. So, okay, no big deal. That's easy. I can, go, I can do, do a house call. No big deal. Right? Go to the house. Bang on the door. No answer. But the lights are on. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Bang on the door. Nothing. Try to open the door. Ah, you know what? It's locked. Go to dispatch. Hey, guys. Uh, you know what I mean? We can't gain entry. You might want to start at the fire department. Uh, we might need to breach the door. I'm going to go check for a window. See if we can get in. Little known fact. Obviously, it's not me. But this friend of a friend of me, mine, is a lot like me and is kind of Spider-Man-esque and can climb into fucking very hard-to-get places. So this person... Found a window, climbed a fence, popped a the screen. Humble brag. <laughs> yes. There's no humble brag about I'm it. I'm sure he was extremely graceful. He's very graceful. It's like Spider-Man. Goddamn cat. Exactly. Goddamn cat. <laughs> so finds a window, climbs up the fence, climbs the window, pops it. Legend. Screens, you know, just, just slides the fucking window. Puts his claws in. And rolls in. Unfortunately, not so gracefully. Hits the ground hard. <laughs> Boom. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, kind of knocks the wind out of him a little bit. And he's like, oh, fuck. And then he looks up and there's this large elderly Indian man wearing nothing but tidy whities <laughs> with his nutsack hanging out of his fucking pants or his underwear. How long of a nutsack we talking long, here? I mean, this guy's 80 years old. So oh, long ass nutsack. He's drooping like, fucking, real low. Oh yeah. Do they wobble to and throw? <laughs> That's what I'm talking, right? You can throw him over his shoulder like Ti- a continental he, soldier. Can you tie him in a bow? Pretty much. So anyways... <laughs> He looks up, Stupid. and there's this half-naked elderly Indian man with a giant beard and a long nutsack looking at him, and in his hands is a fucking broom handle. Interesting. And my friend starts getting beat repetitively with a fucking broom handle, <laughs> and he's sitting there being like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, we're here to help. Like, paramedics, it's okay, it's okay. And this guy is just fucking pelting him with a fucking broom handle. So I grab the broom handle, rip it out of his fucking hands, and I'm like, it's okay, you're safe. 
And this old man just fucking takes off Mach 10, just <laughs> running down the hallway in his house, runs into a bedroom and slams the door. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, this is, is, we're in Surrey, it's elderly, or he's in Surrey, it's an elderly man. And I'm trying to talk to him and he's got this really thick Indian accent. And I'm like, listen, sir, we're here. It's paramedics. You're safe. And all you can hear coming from the door, you're going to fuck, buddy. You're not going to do it. You're not going to fuck today, buddy. I'm like, no, sir. Like, everything's okay. Don't worry. We're here to fucking help you. Not to fucking day, buddy. And so I sit there and I go to dispatch. I'm like, hey, we're in, you know, I'm inside. We made contact. He's locked himself in his room. Like, can you please send somebody? I'm like, I don't want to kick this door down. It's not going to be good. Uh, he looks well, whatever. And as I'm talking to dispatch, the fucking door comes flying open. And this elderly man steps out with a fucking giant sword. Like, I'm talking like giant fucking sword. And like, what's bigger than a katana? Are we talking Are we talking about claymores, Y-hand? I'm talking about a scimitar. No, I'm talking about a scimitar. A falchion? A falchion? A falchion. A, a fucking scimitar, whatever those are. Long ass curved sword. And like, I'm talking, this guy's 80 years old. You would not have known it. He looked like that guy on fucking Indiana Jones, just fucking tossing that thing around. Did you shoot him? Oh, I sh- No, I wish. I shit my pants and just ran, hit a light switch. Natural defense mechanism I, of the mongoose. Yeah. Shitting yourself. Fucking right. Yeah. Hit, well, it didn't happen to the mongoose. The mongoose wasn't there. No, the mongoose wasn't there. Friend. Yeah. Mongoose's friend. So the mongoose's friend is a fucking ferret. He's a shitty ferret is what he is. Well, he's, he's, he's more like a meerkat, I'd say. You uh, know, a meerkat. Like, a relative of the mongoose. Okay. Runs yeah. to the runs to the fucking a fellow marsup, marsupial. Okay. Runs to the fucking <laughs> light, shuts off the light, hides behind a couch. <laughs> this old man is fucking stalking this house. Luckily, it was large. Swords dragging on the ground, shitting his pants. <clears throat> and all I can fucking do is just sit there and picture like you know in Jurassic Park where the fucking Velociraptors are in the kitchen and they're hiding behind the fucking counter and there's this holy fuck. Thank God. Uh, uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank God somebody starts banging on the fucking door. So my friend gets a little brave and runs up and grabs the fucking hand that the sword's in and starts trying to pull the sword from this surprisingly strong 80-year-old. 80, 80 we hit the ground. I get this, He gets the sword. Away. Door gets kicked down. It's the police. As the police walk in, I'm on the ground in full mount by this fucking 80-year-old man just getting fucking ground impounded. Like, just these fucking <laughs> muffins just pelting my face. And I, there's nothing you can do. Like, what do you do? What do you, how do you defend yourself against an 80-year-old man? Yeah, you can't beat up an old man. No, you can't. But how do you look fucking tough on the ground while an old man has you in ground and pound just punching your face while fucking six cops walk in? And you're just like, hey, man, like, yeah, I know his nutsack's on my fucking chest. No big deal. It's fine. <laughs> and that's today's file. So what was the resolution of the story? Ah, uh, we ended up having the to cop, fucking sedate him. The cops <laughs> came fucking in. Fucking nuts. Cops came came in, grabbed them, you sedated them, took them out. Pretty much. Well, it, it's tough. What was wrong with him in the end? He's dementia. Just oh, okay. He's dementia, and he has no caretaker anymore, right? Like a lot of people, especially in those cultures, like to keep them at home and take care of them. Right. Right. They don't like putting their family in homes, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it's, I agree. it's awesome. It's, yeah, it's the way. As it long as there's done. a caretaker. Well, home. yeah, someone, and, someone and the home. caretaker actually, you know, fell ill. So, but yeah, That's where she goes. Yeah, it was interesting. It's just a 14-inch nutsack f- oh, flapping man. your friend in the chest Way as he ground nutsack. and pounds you with 80-year-old fragile muffin fists. But on the bright side, nobody got stabbed, so that's good. No one got suplexed through drywall? No, no. The broom handle was not pleasant you didn't at see, all. Your friend didn't see anyone die inside another man? 
No, that fucking way worse. Or Didn't have to like cut that. anybody out of a latex suit. <laughs> hey, friend of a friend. Yeah. You know, Interesting. Respect life. those paramedics. They uh, have a hard job. It's a job that nobody wants. <laughs> no. <laughs> but someone's got to do it. All right, so you got a theorite of the week? Theorite of the week this week is going out to a longtime supporter of the show. Always active on our on our live streams. Always calling us out on what she calls our bullshit. We may not always agree on all topics, political, everything. But in this today's age, you shouldn't you don't have to agree on everything. It's okay to disagree. But she's a longtime fan. Britt Weidman, the theorite of the week. Thank you for supporting the show for so long and putting up with our bullshit, really. We appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate it. We really do. Like, It's a lot of bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit. It's a lot. Uh, Just because we don't believe every topic and, you know, three of 75% of the pod is not American and we can make fun of American politics. That is our right as Canadians to make fun of American politics because it's, from up here, it's fun. I mean, literally, literally anybody can make fun of American politics. Like it's not, it's not just in the Trump era. It's it in all eras. It's just it's just always fun. It's always one versus the. Other. There's always only a two thing, a two party thing. Like it's it's fun to watch from above. And I get in the political climate in the states is a little toxic and a little shitty. But you know what? From up here, we can poke fun of it, Dan. Maybe cannot. Sorry. <laughs> but we Oh, I can make fun of it too. I just don't. Yeah, he can, but he does not. <laughs> because he's American and he's part of the whole thing. Up here, like whatever. Yeah. I'm too uh, close. Anything to anything else at the at the end here? Yeah, let's read a few. Uh got a couple new Patreons this week. <gasps> Tim rushing. Justice and Kathleen. This is something you can do. You can team up with your friend. We will not get mad at you. If you want, if you're like, oh, we only, you know what? We only want, want to, only want to pay 250 each. <laughs> Could you imagine? Way to go, Justice. Fuck you, Kathleen. You freeloader. <laughs> freeloader. The second name, second name read freeloader. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good, guys. You know what's funny is it was Justice and Kathleen, like Justice spelled normally, and then the next person is just Just Us. Just Us. Just Us. <laughs> just Us. Steve Will. DJ Sosacom? Maybe DJ. I don't know. Look him up on SoundCloud. Who knows? Adam. Bryce. Brandan. 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 Moses. Brandan. Brandan. Alana Pel... Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Alana Pelowi. Malin Erlin. Yeetith Feetith. Buddy, it just sounds like you're making noises with your mouth. You're just I'm reading off the list. Making noises. These people are. These people now. I I I believe. Yeah. Like eighty percent of our listeners just think you make up names. Like when you go through. Dude, these. I think what's happened now is people just make up the hard names to try and let us read. Malin Erlin, Yeetith Feetith. I already said that. Fridu. I'm telling you, I'm reading the real names here. <laughs> we got an easy one Will thanks uh, thanks Will uh, thanks, okay. and that's it I think that's it from last week if we missed you let us know and we'll put you on the next week's list I'm not making them up they're fucking on the list I'm telling you 
Is it a fidget to fidget? Well, some names you have. Some names. Gershenstein. 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 Um, what else we got this week? Oh shit! Oh, I got it. I'm back on the. I'm back on the bands. If you have an original band, any genre, I'm not picky. I'm just trying to help out fellow musicians to get heard because in today's age with, what is it? I don't know, 450,000 songs added to Spotify per day. It's pretty much impossible to get heard. So this band's out of Australia. It's called This Time Only. The song I'm going to play is called Marco Ave. So if you like, it's got a little punk vibe to it. You like a little punk rock, stick around to the end of the show and I'm going to play this song and get flagged by YouTube every time. <laughs> But I've never got a strike. We just get flagged because we're using a. But I have all the rights, so I'm 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 ready to dispute if needed. Nice. Um, I believe the only other thing I wanted to say That's is, all I had. um, it was really cool for Amazon Prime Video, uh, the Expanse to reach out to us. We're big fans of the show, so they could have worked with a lot of podcasts, and uh, they contacted us. So. Give them some love. The show's awesome. I can't believe the Sci-Fi Network canceled it. I know. It's crazy. Um, Duds. Amazon Prime Video, The Expanse Season 4, for streaming now. And maybe we can maybe we can use this as an in to cameo on Season 5. <laughs> <laughs> Write us in as characters. Yes. Yeah. The first- Chuck and Lance Kincaid. The first Martian podcasters. That'll, that'll be us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably get killed in some type of tragic- Space, yeah. Space. I'm just event. saying, we're available. We're Two available. of us are already on IMDb, right? So, <laughs> wait, wait, are you on IMDb as well? No, it's you and oh, just you, okay. Zell oh, and I Andrew. See. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sound tech on a local indie film, and but I'm on IMDb. But I'm not paying an extra fifty dollars a year to get my picture on there. Yeah, well, I'm fucking talent. <laughs> Andrew's getting messages for fucking <laughs> movie of the week. Movie of the week. <laughs> I had to Google what MOW meant, and it's movie of the week. Hey, better than nothing, brother. Hey, sure. Why not? Uh, uh, I believe anything that's else it. before we sign up? I believe that is it. All right. So again, guys, uh, check out uh, The Expanse Season 4 on Amazon Prime Video. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. Hell yeah. Oh,